0: The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing.
1: Hello, and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University, as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host, Callie Niece, and I'm here with the MSU Animal Welfare Club. How are you guys doing today?
0: Good. I'm good. How are you?
1: So can you guys, like,
0: introduce yourselves to us really quick?
2: Uh, yeah, my name is Jenna Walensky. I am the current um, president of Animal Welfare Club.
0: Um, I'm Chloe Felsky. I'm the current treasurer of the Animal Welfare Club.
2: And can you tell me a little bit about what your club is? So we are, like you said, the Animal Welfare Club. We're a relatively new club. We started in 2018. We were founded with originally the purpose of supporting the MSU Animal Welfare Judging Team. And we would say overall our mission is to promote humane animal use and education through um, outreach and educational events in our club.
1: So what does like an average day in the life look like for someone who's a member of the Animal Welfare Club?
2: So it really depends. I would say um, in our normal meetings, we usually talk about our upcoming events. Um, We have a lot of guest speakers,
0: volunteering events, social events. We have volunteer speakers come to talk to us sometimes. Um, And then we do have socials every now and then for just hanging out with the club members.
1: So what do your social events look like if you guys like I know a lot of your club is like volunteering, talking about animals, doing fun stuff with speakers. But aside from all that, what do you guys do as a club?
2: Um, Our social events, we've done quite a few. We've had probably like three or four different PowerPoint nights where it's like make a fun PowerPoint about animals, like not necessarily even educational, like fun stuff. Like um, I think for my PowerPoint, I did like ranking the um, fictional animals in Avatar the Last Airbender based on like how much I would want them to be real. Just like stuff like that. We've also been to like the Cat Cafe. We went to Potter Park Zoo, which are just like fun ways for the members to get to know each other in like an informal setting, but also have some kind of like common basis of like we all love animals. We all like to hang out sort of thing.
0: Yeah. One of the bigger events we just had was our spring trip and we ended up going to Chicago for about forty eight hours, and we went to the Shedd Aquarium and Lincoln Park Zoo, and it was really fun.
1: So, do you guys do these like often, or is it just like like a once a month type thing?
2: Um, we try to typically have like one larger social event per semester. The spring trip is something that we try to do in the spring, um, usually around like March or April. Um, and other than that, like in the fall, we'll typically be like we'll do like online social events. Especially with COVID, we try to balance like a uh, combination of like in person and um, online social events so people like feel comfortable, and we try to do them as much as we can. But it's typically about at least once a semester, maybe twice.
1: How has COVID changed your club?
2: Um, I will say that we honestly thrived during COVID. We were probably we've had a lot of our advisors reach out to us and um, say how proud they were of us, how, how active we were over COVID um, through being online during twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. We were able to reach out to a lot of um, guest speakers that we wouldn't have normally been able to talk to through the virtual format. We had um, Dr. Quain Stewart, who is the street vet, come and talk to us. He has a show on Netflix. I don't think it's available in the U.S., but um, he basically works with um, the homeless population in California and giving care to um, the homeless populations, like animals and pets and things like that. And it was just really interesting to have um, someone as... Famous as he is, come and talk to our little club at Michigan State.
1: So you mentioned the animal welfare judging team. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is?
2: Yes. So it's a team of MSU students and we compete in the AVMA animal welfare assessment contest, which is also called AWJACC. Um, every year, a certain number of animals are picked, and it's our responsibility to assess their welfare. So we have months to prepare, research the basic needs and proper care for these animals. And they can be anything from, like, pets. Like, this year we did um, parrots. It could be um, farm animals like horses or pigs. It could be zoo animals. And we just um, spend the time preparing um getting the information we need to properly make assessments on their welfare. And at the competition, we are presented with two scenarios containing these animals. And it's our job to determine which one of the scenarios has the best welfare. And then we give like our oral reasons to why we think the one has better welfare than the other.
1: So do you do this with like all types of animals? Is it like just endangered animals? Is it pets? Is it... Farm. Like you said, it was like a little bit of a different kind. Like, yeah. how do you pick what kind of animal you're going to talk about?
2: Um, we talk about all of them. So it's basically the responsibility of AVMA, which is the American Association of, like...
0: Veterinary De- Medicine. Veterinary Medicine,
2: <laughs> yeah. And they will pick animals. So, like, this past year, they did citizens, which are parrots, as pets, um, cats in a research setting, and boar studs, which are, like, boar farms used for artificial insemination. And you have to, like, they have scenarios for each of the animals, and you have to go in and give your reasons for each. And then you're, like, graded, and there's awards. We actually took first place overall as the undergraduate junior team this year, which was really cool. Ooh. We beat Ohio State in something, so that was fun.
1: <laughs> so when you guys, is it kind of like Deco, where you do, like, different competitions where you just kind of have to talk and, like, tell it, like?
2: I think so, yeah. Pretty similar.
1: Okay. Um... So, what kind of people make up your club? Is it just veterinary students? Is it zoology students? Who can join your club? Who makes up your club?
2: Um, honestly, I would say we welcome anybody that is passionate about giving animals a good life. Um, but mostly it is um, animal science students and zoology students that make it up. It's a lot of people that do want to go to vet school. Um a lot of people that don't want to go to vet school. It's really just anybody that has a passion for animals, wants to really get involved and get out there through volunteering.
0: Yeah, we've had like animal science majors to psychology majors or business majors. So it's kind of a wide variety, but definitely a majority, probably animal related. How did you guys get started in the club?
2: Um, I originally joined the club in spring of 2020 when everything shut down and i was just looking for a new club looking for a way to get involved and i went to a meeting just thinking like oh i'll see how it is see if i want to join and i honestly felt just so welcomed by everybody everybody was super um open and because it was like i was joining like relatively late in the semester they were very quick to just kind of like welcome me as a friend talk to me include me in things and i felt that i was like this is the place that i want to be and i think i try to um, replicate that as president to other new members, make sure everybody feels included and that this is a safe place for everybody to be around.
0: Yeah, I actually love the story of how I started joining this club. Um, I joined my freshman year, so fall 2019, and I saw a flyer in Anthony and I was like, yeah, I'm going to that, like, I'm mm, join a club. And then I walked in and I was a little late because my class had gotten out as soon as the meeting had started, and I walked into them throwing a beach ball around and answering (laughs) really silly questions of, like, whichever one your thumb lands on. I just felt really welcomed, and, like, I found my people on campus type vibes. So what do you guys do for, like, the animal
1: rights movement?
2: So we are actually not associated with the animal rights movement. We have a lot of people reach out to us thinking that we are. So animal welfare is... Um, really, it's a science. It's um, multifaceted. It's based on how animals would um, naturally live in the wild, how healthy they are, and their emotional state. And animal welfare is basically this idea that um, people can use animals, and by use, we mean like as pets or um, in zoos or farm them for like meat, fiber, that type of thing, as long as we are giving them the best life possible. While animal rights is more like believing animals um, need to be, like, liberated and cannot be used by humans in any way. We have a lot of people that um, are on different sides of the spectrum. We have people that are vegetarian, people that eat meat, and we try to be inclusive and just kind of stick to the science of it all as opposed to, like, the um, social movement side.
1: So can you tell me a little bit about what kind of volunteering you guys do?
2: Yeah, so... We do a lot of different volunteering. We try to stick to local organizations that would need our help. We've not really so much now because of COVID, but in the past, we've gone to animal shelters, um, farm sanctuaries, and zoos and nature centers. One of the places we do a lot of volunteering at is this place called Mitten Misfits Farm Sanctuary, which is about 20 minutes. It's out in Grand Ledge. Um, One of our founders, Tati, um, kind of found this older couple with a small hobby farm and um, where they would take in a lot of older animals and really worked with them and was able to establish them into a 5013C nonprofit, which is really awesome. And I think that was definitely all thanks to pe- um, student volunteers from MSU, not even necessarily um, the club, but the club did play a big part in that. Um, I volunteer there once a week, kind of separate from the club, but I do. we try to go out there as much as possible with the club.
0: Yeah, I also work there once a week.
1: So can you tell me what you do in each of your general meetings?
2: Yeah, so we typically start off by taking attendance. Um, We usually do some sort of icebreaker. Sometimes it'll be like a craft. Like when we were preparing for our plant sale, we had our members paint pots and decorate pots for the plants. And then sometimes it'll be kind of like a fun little like two truths and a lie, that type of thing, just to kind of like loosen up and maybe talk to new people that you haven't necessarily talked to before in the meeting. And then we go into announcements, like what kind of upcoming events do we have, um, that type of thing. And we always end our meeting with our animal of the month kahoot. So every month we pick an animal, whether it be like one of the officer's favorite animals or just an animal that we think is cool and want to talk about. And we'll post about it on our social media throughout the month. And then we have a Kahoot with, like, fun facts that the members play.
1: What is your favorite animal that you guys have learned about during being in animal welfare?
2: Um... I'm probably biased because I picked this animal originally, but I really like pangolins, the little scaly anteaters. I
0: think they're really cool. Um, my favorite animal is a giraffe, but as of like what we've learned about club-wise, I'd say the citizens, so parrots as pets, from the Ojack this past fall was really interesting to learn more about. How do you guys prepare for Ajak?
2: So typically in the summer is when they will announce like animals that they're doing this year and then there is a class at msu that you can enroll in i don't think you have to be in the class to be a part of the team but it definitely helps so in the class we do a lot of like practice scenarios so it'll be like animals from the past going over how to do things and we also work on our fact sheets so in the competition you're allowed to bring a fact sheet they don't expect you to like memorize every single fact about the animal and they also want you to Make sure that you're citing scientific sources within your reasons. So a lot of it is doing research, making the fact sheet, and practicing.
0: Yeah, this past fall at the competition, there was two um, individual presentations. So you would go in a room by yourself, or we were on Zoom this past fall. And then there is a group presentation. And the group ones, you get to write with your group. like You can confer, and then you can each take. I think, I believe it has to be between... Nine and 12 minutes. Yes. Okay. And then the individual ones are between, no, it's three minutes. Or I think it's
2: Is three it? minutes okay. maximum.
1: Yeah. Do you guys provide service hours to those who need them for vet school?
2: Yeah, we definitely, with our volunteer events, we try to, um, really make people aware of all of the different animal organizations that are around East Lansing. If people are looking to pursue vet school in their future. So like with Mitten Misfits for sure, they're always looking for more volunteers. So we try to get as many people out there as possible. And if they really enjoy it, then they can talk to the farm owner and get out there more to get more hours or um, like we've been to Howell Nature Center or any of the animal shelters, things like that.
0: In addition, To giving like opportunities to get animal hours for vet school. We also have like an officer board, which we do elections for each year. And that's a great like leadership opportunity. I know we just finished our elections up uh, in the past month. Jenna over here got reelected as president for the second year, and then I got elected as VP. So I think we're really excited about that. But it's a great leadership opportunity to run a club of our size. We can be. We've been small in the past, but I think it's been getting bigger and bigger each year. At least this will be my fourth year in the fall of the club, so I'm really excited to see what it turns into. What goes into being
1: an e-board member? Like, what other responsibilities do you have besides, like, a general member?
2: Um, I would say there's not much. in Like, I know it's, like, saying that, like, being an e-board member. It is definitely, like more work but it's not difficult work we try to we have a bunch of different officer positions that handle different things so you're not responsible for everything so like as the president I kind of oversee a little bit of everything if anybody um, needs like assistance on like upcoming like events or projects I'll like help out um or i basically my main responsibility is running the general meetings we also have an events coordinator which is the person that reaches out to the local organizations and um will plan a lot of the volunteer events or social events treasurer handles money that type of thing um i would say of all of the clubs that like I've either experienced or heard of. I would say that we're probably the most relaxed club. We don't really have a lot of requirements. We only have meetings once a month, and there's not like a minimum requirement to be a member, but it's good. It's like we want people to feel like they can be involved, involved in the club as much as they can or as little as they want to. All
1: right, so if someone is interested, how can they join your club?
2: So the easiest way is to just um, check us out on social media and see when our next meeting is. Um, the, I, best, I said the best way to do would probably be to join at the beginning of the semester because it gives you a little bit more background into what the club is about. We don't really go into that in every single meeting. Um, we have like a relatively small uh, membership dues, which just kind of go towards um, paying for things for the club and as well as funding our spring trip. Um, but yeah, I would say that the easiest thing to do is to just come to a meeting, um, reach out to us on social media and
0: yeah. Yeah. And we have really cool merch that we have members design every year. I'm currently wearing it, but you guys can't see it. Um, And our design for this fall is looking really cool. So before we go today, do you guys have anyone you want to shout out? I would say a
2: big thank you to our founder, Tati, for making this all possible. Um, she was honestly so involved in the club and definitely really helped us out, stay active during COVID and beyond. And I don't think that our club would be where it is today without her.
0: Also to Misfits Farm Sanctuary for letting us bring multitudes of MSU students out there every time to help to help them with whatever they kind of need that week or to maybe improve for this summer there's some big changes that happen up there
1: well thank you guys so much for being here today for more information check out their instagram at msuawc or check out our website impact89fm.org thanks so much guys
2: thank you thank you
1: This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us again on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.